1: Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.
0: All right, dude, you there? Heavy stream? You good? Do you, do you get, could you hear that? I have a small apartment.
2: I heard the flush. I did not hear oh. the stream. I did it an I, trickle?
0: I, no, I had a nice stream.
2: All right. i
0: have a nice, healthy stream.
2: Okay, that's good to know. I'm yeah. going to write that down. Yeah, make a note about it. I like to keep tabs. Yeah. I, you want it color-wise? It was
0: mostly clear. I like to drink a lot of water, and I really—it's really important to me to stay hydrated.
2: I'm a big water guy myself.
0: Oh, good, good. Yeah, you're into health. You're in, you're into fitness. I like that. I like that about you. Hello, and welcome. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. We're back at it. Episode 11. Happy that you're joining us. Happy that you're listening. Excited to do a show today. A lot of cool stuff to talk about. A lot of interesting things happening in the world. None of which have anything to do with sports. Because this is, after all, a sports talk show that we do. Coming up in the show... Uh, we're going to talk about the snake bite preacher. Have you guys heard of this guy? He got killed, you know, in, in the South, there's a thing. And a lot of people, a lot of people who listen to the show are in the South or at least Texas. But there's a, I have a lot of, I have a Southern following you could say. And uh, you know, they handle snakes. I believe that's the Pentecostal wing arm of the Christian religion. And this guy was handling snakes until a snake handled him. Ha! <laughs> ha! Ouch! So we'll talk about the the snake bite preacher. I'm into snakes. I'm into snake stories lately. Um. Also, a dude here in California. Not to not to let the South have everything that's fucked up. Here's something we do in California a lot. Our cops will like beat the shit out of people or shoot them just because they kind of feel like it. And so that we're we're just finding out that cops didn't like a guy who was deaf. And so they tasered him and kicked the shit out of him. And we'll talk about that. The dude that got his ass kicked by the cops for being deaf. Also, this is sort of has been a story this week because somebody made, made a movie about it. Did you hear about the Japanese woman that thought the... Cohen Brothers movie Fargo was real and came in search of the loot left behind by Steve Buscemi and that other dude from the Big Lebowski uh that we're going to have to check in on that cuz I I didn't I thought the story was bullshit and we had to look a little bit more but it turns out looks like this actually did happen the woman who thought Fargo Was real. And of course, the big segment of the week, everybody's favorite segment, only one people want to talk about on Twitter. Of course, I'm talking about the Bachelor Report. Our own Bachelor correspondent will join us, Fancy Sauce, to discuss this week's happening on The Bachelor, and it's winding down. We're getting to the point where it's time. For people to start bailing out for Juan Pobs, The Bachelor, who is a dipshit. I mean, this guy is really fucking stupid. And you'd kind of have to be to be on that show, but he seems really extra dumb to me. He doesn't understand what he's – and it's I, not the language barrier. He's just legitimately not a smart person. And it's starting to show, and the claws are coming out, and everything that's happening on The Bachelor is getting good. And we we need an expert to come in. We're going to have our expert, Fancy Sauce, come in and break down The Bachelor for us like she does every week. Uh, Joining me now, Ed Daly. How are you? How's my main man, Ed Daly, co-host of the show?
2: Brian, I'm doing well. I'm back home, sipping a little scotch. Life is good.
0: You bounced out to Miami for the weekend, and I understand that it was like – The Trail of Tears and... (laughs) The Bataan Death March. Right. It was the Bataan Death March and United Airlines was the Japanese army (laughs) and their steward eye were the bamboo canes.
2: You know when you, you feel like something's too good to be true and it started off that my wife made a mistake in booking the tickets and said, "Oh, we have three together and one separate."
0: Oh, that's that's yeah, that's your seat.
2: Yeah, and that I was like one alone well, is yours. Look, I yeah, I'll I'll bite the bullet. I'll just sit by myself and you can you can be with the kids. <laughs> but you know, I did that move where you just kind of let her come to the conclusion right, that maybe right. it's best for her to be with the kids and be more nurturing. Right, so- you lead,
0: you lead her there. Right. Just you get, just you show her the stream and go, just have
2: a sip of that yeah. over there. Yeah. I, I did a little Columbo and let her just kind of sink herself, put herself into that situation. Peter
0: Falk, yeah. Except yeah. with both your eyes. I get it.
2: <laughs> uh so it was it was working out well, and then the that solo seat was a middle seat.
3: Oof.
2: Tough, but Ouch. the trip in the air to Miami is about two and a half hours in the air. Like maybe they build in three hours, but it's two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a quick trip. It's if you have to do a middle seat, you can do a middle seat with a couple of Heinekens. Two and a half hours. Read your magazine. Right. Try not to move too much. You can do it.
2: Five p.m. flight. I'll be walking in the Miami airport by eight. Yeah, perfect. First guy sits next to me. He's a doughy Indian guy. But he did a nice enough job like trying to stay in his lane right away. This is
0: this is window
2: seat? This is aisle seat. So aisle, he kind of leaned into the aisle. So we didn't, you know, it's kind of like meeting your college roommate, like you're just waiting to see who's gonna sit next to you.
0: Right. Respectful Indian guy, not to stereotype, probably some type of software engineer. He yeah. flies a lot, he knows how to do it. He right. booked that aisle seat on purpose. He knows how to sit in the aisle. He's
2: right. staying off your armrest. He gets it totally nice guy didn't yep. try to talk when yep. he sat down which is a huge plus of course right he he, right. he he wants to do his thing and he wants to leave me the fuck alone bingo right so now now good. but you're
0: you're flying to florida mm-hmm. which you know like the populace down there ed there's a really really good chance that the person that sits on the other side of you could be a redneck he could be fat he could be he could be a criminal
2: he could be, and he might have been, right? Because I look up and I get the excuse me, like somebody's trying to come through, yeah. And it was just a mountain of a man, oh, Jesus. like looked like Bluto from Popeye. He right. had some sort of gym T-shirt. He was, <laughs> he was, he was like one of those weightlifting guys that can't quite lower his arms all the way, like in Christmas mean. Story, like just trouble. Yeah. And he, he wedges himself in there, and immediately just. Immediately, his legs are like naturally spread. So all of a sudden, it's like a quarter of the way into my seat, and there's some like aggressive leg touching going on.
0: Oh, it's tough, and it's it's. I don't even blame the guy. I mean, I he's blame enormous. him. I blame him for developing his body in an uncomfortable way. Like I, I don't want to look at that. But at the same rate, you know, those seats are very small. He didn't get a bulkhead. He didn't get an exit row. He he's fucked. He's more fucked than you at this point.
2: Right. But I lean down to go grab a couple magazines and while I do that he lifts the armrest. Whoa. So he so he's got full access to my Whoa. seat now. Whoa. And I do blame him for that.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, that's that's against protocol. The armrest is only for lifting if there's no one in the other seat.
2: Yeah, and he was, I guess, from the creatine and whey protein yes. overload, like he's emitting a lot of heat.
0: Desiccated so I, liver. <laughs>
2: Right away, I'm feeling like sweaty leg, sweaty shoulder that's touching him. And so I've, like, all of a sudden, by default, have to volunteer to be the slightly lean forward guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Well, it's a survival tech technique. He right. probably came straight from the gym. He's probably like borderline roid rage at this point. Oh, he's you're just certainly taking, some-
2: not, you're certainly not going to say, hey, buddy, like, pull the. Pull the seat no. with the armrest down. Get the fuck out! Like you, you can't be that way with this guy. Like it's still going to be a long two and a half hours.
0: He's on crazy supplements. He's probably going down there to do a run. He's going to get there. He's going to get off the plane. He's going to walk out of the airport. He's going to load his anus with all sorts of different kinds of steroids and HDH. He's got vials waiting for him, them for him there that he can put inside his body. And get back on a plane and fly back to Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got – he's hitting all the checklists of, of uh, that kind of guy. For sure. So then we get in the air and then it starts picking up again. I sweet-talked the male flight attendant, just kind of asked him something, maybe made like kind of a, a motion to the fact that I was getting squeezed. Guy gave me two free drinks. Uh, drinks wow. Right, at, right out of the gate. I was like, Score. Whoa. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. I like and, that, yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too picky when I get the free drinks. But I mean, it was two doers, which is a little bit of the paint thinner variety. But
0: it's 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 a blended Scotch whiskey. It's not a little yeah. harsh, a little harsh. It's, but hey, I'm taking, you might I'm you might take an ice cube and doers, and I I won't frown on you for it. It's not it's not the best whiskey made for sure.
2: No, but. But it's it's a flight. I'm trying to ease everything. Like, fine. I'll take the two doers. So I do that, and then we are supposed to land 8-ish, and we're just circling, and we're getting, oh, there's some congestion, there's some storms, and so we're just circling, circling. Finally, at about 9.30, so we've been circling whoa. for an hour and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs>
1: just wow oh no oh no
2: we're informed we're going to fort myers florida that's i don't even i've I've heard of it in a spring training sense but i i know nothing about it but i know it's not miami
0: yeah it's like port st Lucie, vero beach (laughs) you know it's like sure it's it's only a place for like 30 days a year
2: yeah, I'm not going to hang out with the St. Louis Cardinals there, right. so I'm not sure what's what I'm supposed to do at Fort Myers. And the answer is, we're not allowed to do anything in Fort Myers but sit on a runway and just getting updates that the weather's still bad and there's nothing we can do and blah blah blah. And we take off Fort Myers. We're on the the runway at Fort Myers from 10 p.m. till about 12:45 or so. And at that point I was, I was standing, but now I'm helping my wife deal with two kids that have not had, they didn't, they don't serve a meal on a two and a half hour flight. So yeah, they're hungry. We were feeding them like goldfish and shit like that, but like trying to keep two kids that can't fall asleep occupied till 1230. It's, it's become full on disaster. Finally, we, we get to Miami. I think we land at around 145 in the morning, something Uh, crazy like that. Yeah. And so And also because it was a short flight, I think those two doers were the last two drinks available. So no food, no drink, just sitting there sweating. It was bad.
0: That's absolute bullshit. The airline industry should be embarrassed. I know there's a passenger's bill of rights, but being kept on a tarmac for three hours with no food or drink is absolute bullshit and borderline Torture and should be a, a, a the airline should be held criminally liable.
2: <laughs> yeah, they should be they should be uh, charged
0: with war crimes. Absolutely, the worst. Now, how was
2: Miami? Like, did you get out on South Beach? Did you get up to anything? I did get a pass on Saturday night. Uh-huh. I went out with an old college buddy, and Miami is is a lot of what you'd expect. There are some fantastic looking women they're also just a staggering amount of bad boob jobs like just just tremendous uh how women were talked into like eight sizes too big and just not the right shape like (laughs) just just a real bad a plethora of of disastrous uh south american plastic surgery school yeah i could
0: see that yeah absolutely
2: and there was a boat show in Miami at S- South Beach that weekend, so
0: you you get a high class of dudes going to a boat show.
2: Boat show, you're gonna have hundreds of guys in black t-shirts with severe goatees, yeah, sunglasses on the back of their heads at ten o'clock at night for no a lot, reason.
0: A lot of chest hair,
2: A lot of chest hair, a lot of giant bellies. I saw three guys out of about. Th- there was a group of six guys that walked into the bar I was uh, I was at. 3 of the guys their name tag said Buzz. Like 3 3 out of 6 guys named Buzz.
0: 3 Buzzes. <laughs> Multiple and, Buzzes.
2: And my buddy and I were sitting there having some drinks and a uh well I'll just say a well overdressed woman um wearing very tight clothing was eating a meal by herself doing Oh she was alone. Yeah, just just mm-hmm. a lonely woman um and moderately attractive. She was uh-huh. eating a a meal of potato skins by herself, so maybe uh-huh. car carb loading for something big, big Had activity a big night planned. Yeah, yeah. And my buddy asked her what, where she's from, and she said she just came in from Las Vegas. Oh
0: yeah, and
2: she was going to go to New Orleans after this, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's on tour. I'm I'm, I'm no uh, I'm no detective, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and say she's she's maybe uh, kind of on a, a working. Uh, vacation.
0: the The NBA All Star Game was in New Orleans.
2: Yeah, so maybe right. That's that's where she was going the next night. Yeah, and my buddy was particularly enthralled with this one. <laughs> and so she also had another friend that she called to meet up with us. Mm-hmm. And they
0: always they always have a have another they can call in if the need be.
2: Right. So all of a sudden, I'm playing wingman. By entertaining another hooker while my buddy is haggling prices or something. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I asked the other hooker. I was, you know, I was trying to talk that I, I was trying to make it as comfortable as possible, but also letting her know I knew exactly what the deal was, and I was not going to pay her for sex, but maybe hey, her hey, friend. Mike, you're
0: a, you're a gentleman. You know how to host a hooker. No, no, no. It, never so, have you been charged. With being rude to a hooker, Ed—that's this I can say about you.
2: So I asked her a very simple question. I thought well, the clothing she was wearing was—I just wondered where she got a uh, dress that had full slits that went pretty much all the way up her ass and front. And I just asked her, "I was like, where do you go go purchase?" Can I take like a guess? That? Like, do you make that can yourself? I- do you like? Well, she got a little mad, but go ahead, take a guess. Internet. She she did say something about the internet, and I just I I. I, I don't know. It was, it, you have to understand, this is uh, this is about 10 drinks deep and talking to a hooker. And then I also asked her, "Do where do you shower if you're out for the night? <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't particularly like that question. I said, you might work from job to job. Are you letting John number two just kind of follow up John number one or do you shower at John one's place? And she got very angry and she pulled her friend. And my friend, oh. <laughs> my friend did not get the $400. So hooker. what
0: you were, what you're saying is, Hey, uh, hooker two. <laughs> my buddy's over here talking to hooker one. Listen, in between Johns, do you shower or do you typically just take a horse bath?
2: <laughs> Food for the mind, right? I, I just figured everyone would want to know this kind of stuff.
0: Absolutely, um, Ed. Excellent, excellent story. I'm glad I wasn't with you. I'd I would be very uncomfortable in the presence of a hooker. I feel like I, I've been around them, maybe in Las Vegas, maybe at this center bar at the Mandalay Bay or the Hard Rock Casino.
2: Super dumb.
0: But but I if if I were in their presence and I was aware of it and I was not too inebriated to know it. I would be very concerned because I feel like they could have things on them that could leap off of them and onto me. Like mobile AIDS? Yes. Yes. Flying AIDS. (laughs) Airborne HPV.
2: I was right in that level of drunk where somehow in my head I thought I was supposed to be cordial to her, but yet I was not drunk enough to think this was a reasonable transaction I wanted to make.
0: So tell me, your career choice, having sex for money. <laughs> how's that working out for
2: you? <laughs> what's what's your long-term career gro- growth?
0: Yeah, what's where do you see yourself in 5 years? I mean, besides in a drainage ditch right here off of South Beach. <laughs> uh wow, that's actually Hey, Ed, not yes. to change topics, I've noticed people talking about this and I want to get your thoughts. Okay. The new Tonight Show started this week. Okay. With Jimmy Fallon hosting. And I I feel like Jimmy Fallon took over the Tonight Show and people will just not stop jerking this guy's dick off about how great he is at hosting the Tonight Show. He's done it once. I think the guy's a talented guy. He has tons of ability. I, I find him a little vanilla. He doesn't really make me laugh a lot. He's fine. He's whatever. And his guests were U2 and Will Smith, like his big debut. You 2 and Will Smith, which is about as Lenoian as you can get in terms of guests. I feel like this guy's just as safe as the old guy that left, and yet people are anointing him like the new face
2: of comedy. How do you feel about it? I am similar – I have similar feelings as you. I I just think everyone loathed Leno so much. He sucked, and then on top of that, everybody knew he was kind of a hack who stole bits from Letterman and Howard Stern. Right. And he was just – the way he handled the Conan thing, like he became a flat-out villain. So everybody is going to – it really – they could have had Charles Manson on, and I think people would have been like, you know what, this guy Charlie Manson, yeah, the swastika on his forehead's a little, a little sketchy, but you know what, he's got energy, he's got that that panache that we've been looking for for late night. So, Jim Jimmy Fallon is going to get the free pass of all free passes, and I too think he's, I think he's talented, but I've never particularly been a huge fan. Agreed. Like, yeah. like I, I get that he does a great Neil Young and stuff like that. that's yeah, good. He's he, he can create some YouTube type moments that people sure. like, but he's not he, I'm just not gonna watch. I if, yeah. if I watch a late night show, it's still gonna be Letterman or it may be Kimmel if it, it really depends, but but it, exactly. it's probably not gonna be Fallon ever unless it's unless it's some crazy guest that like I would really need to see.
0: Right. Uh, Well, I I think we're on the same page. I agree. Um, All right. Killer opening. Like as good as we can be as usual. Proud of us. Yeah. As usual, I'm really patting myself on the back. Really happy for myself and what we've done so far. Let's take a little break. Let's take a breather. Regroup. And when we come back, we need to talk about... Snake bite preacher, <laughs> like, what are the odds? You're standing up there in front of a congregation of hillbillies, shaking a rattlesnake in the air, and what's it do? It bites it, it, you. It it did what a rattlesnake does. Weird. Where do you even get a rattlesnake in Kentucky? Another question. Uh, stay tuned. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. I'm Brian Beckner, joined by Ed Daly. We're talking all sorts of topics today. Right now, it's time. We got to talk about the snakebite preacher. Uh, I know some people sent me this story on Twitter. Some This has been a big story. I've heard people talking about it on the radio. I've seen it on Twitter. So let, let me just get into it, Ed. I'll read you from the story. You Ready? Okay. I'll I'll just go ahead with the dateline. Middlesboro. You know, that's not New York City. That's, no. I, and I feel like there's a Middlesboro in like the middle of every
2: southern slash midwestern state. And yet it's never, probably never the middle of what's happening. Like never the right. middle of the action.
0: Right. It's never the middle of the culture.
2: It's the middle of nowhere.
0: Let's go to the cultural epicenter, Middlesboro, <laughs> of the bluegrass state. Right, where all where all the best art and music <laughs> and philosophy comes from, Middlesboro. I'll just read you the story. Okay. Snake Snakebite death of Middlesboro pastor was quick. Son says <laughs> medical treatment refused. <laughs> Of course it was. Right. Snake handling preacher, Jamie Coots, who never backed away from his beliefs, despite derision and imminent death from a snake bite. Criminal charges and excruciating bites died Saturday night after being bitten by a rattlesnake during a church service. Family members of Coots, 42, refused medical treatment for him. He was pronounced dead about two hours after the rattler sank its fangs into his right hand. His son said the poison overwhelmed his father within minutes of the bite. It was the quickest snake bite I ever seen in my life, Coot's son Cody said Sunday. Jamie Coot's death appears to be the first from a snake bite, I would say ever, but it turns out in a Kentucky church service <laughs> since November 2006. <laughs> when a woman died after being after being bitten while worshiping at a church. Coots this is my this is my favorite part. A third generation snake handler was the pastor of a small church in Middlesboro, He had long been prominent among the small, close-knit circle of snake-handling Pentecostal churches (laughs) in Appalachia. (laughs) But uh, he had a reality show, Ed. But he gained wider notice last fall through a National Geographic Channel program called Snake Salvation, which profiled him and other snake handlers. Ed, I have to tell you. First of all, there's a lot of cool things about this story. Tons of cool things. Namely, Jamie Coots. It feels like the Hollywood version of this guy's name. Like, why not call him Dopey McHayseed or Whitey Love's cousin?
2: And isn't his son named like Cody Coots or something? Yeah, Co- like, Cody of course, Coots. it is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: also, the the son Cody Coots had witnessed many snake bites. It's like this
2: story reads like a fucking Mad Libs. Like, just, just random facts thrown together. It, just, it just doesn't make – if if this was a, an onion right. in Kentucky, like, nobody would bat an eye. They'd have a good chuckle on the onion and .com and then just move on.
0: Move on, yeah. I also like that his family prayed for healing rather than, you know, take him to the
2: hospital. And I think I read somewhere that he once was bit – And his whole arm got fucked up and his middle finger fell off. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. So (laughs) he just figured, all right, well, then I don't need medical attention. But, like, the best case scenario for this guy was another finger was going to fall off. Right. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, he could lose a finger, a toe, an An arm. Another detail I noticed, yeah, that there was a guy named Andrew Hamblin in the audience who was – quote a snake handling preacher from Tennessee and he called for help so that means there's multiple guys here watching this debauchery and then after after you call for help and you see this go down do you still want to be uh, do you still want to be known as a snake handling preacher I would think that experience should should say you know what my profession uh, I'm I'm between jobs right now I don't think you would tell the uh, reporter that you're a snake handling preacher yourself
0: I feel like this is the definition of natural selection. Like you have all sorts of guys with tons of experience handling snakes, and they've all been bitten before and seen people bitten. And then a a guy gets bitten, and they all just kind of stand around and look at him
2: and wait to see what happens. And I also have to add that I read this story on Kentucky.com. There's there's no such thing. And if you look at Kentucky dot com, like it it really might be the onion. The the four the first four uh articles that were up was first about the snake handler getting bit. Then the next one was called Send Us Your Potholes. <laughs> then Anderson County woman sentenced for tying up five year old granddaughter for hours. Then widow of extreme rampage runner sues race organizers. Like this is this is not and <laughs> These are all people whose vote counts the same as us. Just, just I, did these guys ever see Indiana Jones? There was a reason why he was so afraid of snakes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He I I just wonder like they're sitting there praying, you know, and they're like, Dear dear Lord, please heal heal our father Jamie Coots. <laughs> and I I just feel like this vision, like a this ghostly figure comes down and a light lights up the church and everybody's odd and there's, there's the lord Yahweh right there at the, at the pulpit and he's like "Hey, sorry guys, uh, the lord left all of his anti-venom on the ambulances that you guys are too dense to dial your soup can with a string to call
2: I don't even understand why is it, this is religious because somewhere in a Bible it says something about snakes? Like like I, that yeah. they heal? No, it's, a, it's because – well, I don't know.
0: But it's because God loves them so much ah. that he's going to protect them, that they can handle – I think they drink like turpentine or cyanide also. Mm. And it's like God won't let me die because I'm here – to preach the word i'm god's vessel i would i I I can't be killed
2: i'd love to show up and uh the following week and just give these people a sermon be like i just want to know do you all have human or animal feces for brains just to ask the the parishioners (laughs) (laughs) just get up and then have like one of those snake in the uh in the uh jack-in-the-box type type thing that springs out of people
0: right scare them totally fuck with them i love it uh, well, thoughts and prayers, Jamie Coots. Uh, you know, I, a snake bite isn't a death – well, you would know better than me because you'd already been bitten by snakes. And now you've died from being bitten one, by one. A snake bite isn't a death sentence as long as you get it treated by a medical professional straight away. They, no. they have anti-venom. They or, have or ways. if you pray, right?
2: If you pray. Well, oh, it'll... yeah. Right. My bad. Yeah, you could have also prayed it out. Come Absolutely. On. And I guess future thoughts and prayers to Andrew Hamblin, which we'll probably read about in a couple weeks.
0: Right. And or Cody (laughs) Coots. Cody. (laughs) Right.
2: Which, if I ever have another child, (laughs) I promise
0: to name him Cody Coots Beckner. (laughs) (laughs) Either that or Dopey (laughs) McCasey. All right. Here's another story, Ed. Let's see what you think about this. You're from Jersey where the cops are really, really dirty. Like, don't get. into it with any cops, because they're all on the take, or they'll just disappear you, and that happens here too, mostly here in Southern California we just beat the shit out of people, our cops just beat the shit out of people just because they feel like it, I feel like they don't get enough action, and that happened recently, and it happened to a deaf guy California cops taser deaf man, beat him into unconsciousness as he tries to use sign language (laughs) Cops in California needlessly tasered a deaf man to the ground and then beat him into unconsciousness, a new lawsuit claims. Jonathan Meester alleges officers discharged an electric charge into his body after mistaking his attempts to communicate via sign language as aggressive hand signals. <laughs> they're lucky, he's lucky they didn't shoot him. His, he claims four cops arrived at his friend's house in Hawthorne, hometown of the Beach Boys, Ed. Oh, Hawthorne, California. The day before Valentine's Day in 2013, after receiving reports of a burglary, Meister was removing his own property from the backyard of a friend's home with the friend's consent when he was initially confronted by two cops. They ended up grabbing his arms and turning him around, and if you do that to a deaf person, it's like gagging them, his lawyer said. It would be like if I put my hand over your mouth if you tried to tell me something. Meester reflexively pulled his arms away and jumped over a small fence to create space. Oh, that's all they needed right there, Ed. Yeah. And so he could better communicate, Burton said. But offer, officers, I won't say their names, apparently took that as an act of aggression. Yeah, because he's backing away. Backing away is very aggressive. They knocked him down. They kicked him. They punched him. They shot him with a taser. And this is what happens. People like even if you haven't done anything wrong just lay down <laughs> they're it, looking for a reason to kick the shit out of somebody they have a lot of pent up aggression from not making the junior college football team they want to <laughs> fuck you up they're looking for somebody to fuck up just you the story you'll be able to communicate to them eventually just lay down and put your hands down because right. at you know the what? station
2: at the station when you're right. seated in the interrogation room somebody's going to realize you don't speak
0: Right. Uh, Because this guy is lucky. He's backing away. He's lucky he didn't get shot because these guys are looking to do some damage. And Jonathan Meester is he's suing, but he's frankly, he's lucky to be
2: alive because these cops were probably looking to do worse. Cops love doing the belt and suspenders move of both beating you and tasing you when one would certainly do the job.
0: Right, absolutely. Well, it's like all gloves are off because once they're beating you and tasing you, it's like get it all out because you still got to write a report. It, the report's going to sound however you want it to sound. And it's so three like, on one no. too. Yeah, it was four on one. Four. Yeah. But one was a girl. So, you know, she probably got into it the worst. She really had some aggressions to get out. Right. She got – high, high, school, school, high used her boots. Right, high school softball aggression. <laughs> Pen up high school softball rage.
2: And, I, and not all cops are bad. In fact, some, Absolutely of, them, some of them are just great, just the best. Right. But a- let's be any- honest, we know, <laughs> we know a lot of dim bulbs from high school that became cops. I mean, I, yeah, I I, I, I don't want to say all of them, just in case some of them listen. Right. But I just, <laughs> I've, know, I've known, I don't know. 10 to 12 of various grades and rival high schools that have become cops. And I would say about 15 of them should never have become cops.
0: This is Ed Daly speaking for the record. <laughs> this is, these are the words of Ed Daly of Hoboken, New Jersey. Brian there, there, Beckner. There's, there's... <laughs> Brian well, Beckner in, right, in let's Southern let's California edit. has great respect for all forms of law enforcement especially when they give him tickets for going 11 miles an hour over the speed limit. Twice last year. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, buddy. You got your ass kicked. Cops like to do that. Cops, who I greatly respect. Tons love, of respect for
2: cops. Love them.
0: Really the best. Protect and serve. Uh, all right, Ed. One more story before we get to the Bachelor port. The woman... That thought Fargo was real, and I like—I don't know if we can do this story justice because it's pretty crazy. But these guys have made a movie about—I'll tell you her name right now. It's like Kumiko. Yeah, it's called the—the the movie's called Kumiko: The Treasure Hump Humper, no, Hunter.
2: That's that's the, uh, that's the that's uh, the X-rated version you'll see Where's, six months later. Yeah.
0: Porn version. Porn porn parody. Uh, a, J- a Japanese woman traveled to America in search of the suitcase of money that was buried beside a snow-capped fence post in rural Minnesota. She didn't know Fargo was just a movie. The Coen Brothers classic Fargo opens with the message, this is a true story. Of course, it isn't a true story, but in 2001, it was reported that a Japanese woman had been hoodwinked by the claim and traveled to the U.S. in search of the suitcase full of money that Steve Buscemi had buried beside a snow-capped fence post in rural Minnesota. Here's how you get a suitcase full of money, Kumiko. Go to work. Get a job. Uh, Like, I didn't believe, like, I thought, wow, they just made this up. This is like an urban legend to hype it. But then I, I Googled this woman's name. And I found a story from 2003, The Guardian, and it looks legit. Uh, Spoiler alert, this chick died. Uh, It was just one of those crazy little stories buried in the morning paper, news of the weird, as it's sometimes known. True stories about real-life events so unlikely and ridiculous that they attain a kind of absurd magnificence in the retelling. Cult film sparked Hunt for a Fortune was a small headline that attracted my attention that morning back in December 2001. A Japanese woman searched a remote area of America during a quest to find a briefcase containing almost a million dollars buried by a fictional character in the cult film Fargo. So weird. According to the article, a 28-year-old woman had left Tokyo a month earlier to travel to North Dakota and America's Midwest. The police were called after she was spotted wandering around the outskirts of the state capital. When officers interviewed the woman, she showed them a crude map that was supposed to show the location where the money was hidden in the movie. We tried to explain to her that it was a fictional movie, but there really wasn't any treasure. Eventually, they ended up finding this woman's body. My question is, I okay, you, even if you believe it's real, You do know that you don't need to go there in the winter to look for it. Like she – they found her in a snowdrift. She could have gone in the summertime and had a look around, right? Like just because the movie's in the winter doesn't mean that's when you have to go look for the treasure, right, Ed? It would be a lot
2: easier when there's less snow. You'd think.
0: You don't have to dig through the snow or maybe she thought maybe he buried it in the snow so she figured well the snow's melted and now it's now it's reburied under the snow the only way to find it is to dig it out of the snow
2: it's a weird I, story right a little bit and i did notice uh, a, a very surprising information about kamiko uh before she left it was it was her it was said that she had a faltering love life and career in Japan. I would have figured she had a lot going on. Oh, which, I was going to say she, made she, this
0: she left her very successful husband and her big house and yeah. her rich uh, social life. She's probably president of a lot of homeowners' organizations and whatnot. Yeah,
2: a, a pillar of the community.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really weird story. I'm surprised we're just now finding out about this poor woman who died. I mean, they found her body on a road between Fargo and Brainerd, which is weird because that's where that's like the road they were traveling in that movie. And I'm surprised she got that close. She did doesn't seem like she's the Ferdinand Magellan of searching for <laughs> fictitious money. She, she's, she's not exactly the Sir Francis Drake
2: the the cops the cops really could have had a field day with her i, I yeah. was thinking they should have like told her all right we'll help you with the search tomorrow then when she goes back to her hotel room when she gets out of her hotel room the next day hire a bunch of people to dress up like kind of the Apes people's so when she walks out she thinks she's walked into an alternate universe
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just wonder like what other movies people like do people watch Indiana Jones and they're like oh, holy. Raiders of the Lost Ark, they're like holy shit, I'm going after the Ark of the Covenant this, this guy's led me right to it Like everybody's face melted off right there, except Indy and his girlfriend Marion because they looked away I'm, I'm going to run there, I'm going to jump on a submarine, let's talk about that for a minute <laughs> Indy jumps off of a African fishing boat or cargo vessel on to the top of a German U-boat, and then, then if it's sealed, yeah, and then hangs out on it for hundreds of miles till it sails into a secret port. It it never went under the water. He didn't freeze to death outside of a German U-boat. Like that didn't bother anybody else.
2: There's a couple of plot holes.
0: A few. All right. Thoughts and prayers to this woman. Kumiko, I've already forgotten her name. Uh, I'm sorry that your family didn't love you enough to get you treatment for your mental health issues and you had to die in the snow. And I'm even more sorry that I only found out about this today.
2: And one one last thing. I'm just thinking about her family. They must have really wanted to get rid of her because there's no way you make that trip without making a few declarations like, oh, that's – I'm going. I'm going. Her family was like, yeah, check it out. Maybe I'll yeah. get rich. Like <laughs> they sent her to Fargo. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, they, she couldn't have, they were probably happy to be rid of her and they thought, well, she'll be back. She'll realize she'll be back in a few. Okay, Ed, it's time. It's time we do it. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm. I'm going to save it for fancy sauce. Everyone's favorite new segment, the most popular segment on the program, The Bachelor Report, The Bachelor, happened this week. P- people got kicked off. It's down to five, no, four. There's four bachelorettes left. Joining us now, official, baller lifestyle, bachelor correspondent, everybody's favorite, the most knowledgeable bachelor Analyst there is on any podcast in america it's fancy sauce how you doing fancy sauce
3: wow what an intro yeah am i really everyone's favorite Uh, yes hi Ed.
2: how are you fancy
3: i'm good how you doing
2: great great
3: hey i'm ready i'm
2: ready for you to drop some extra knowledge
3: did you watch this week did you get a chance too busy i did oh awesome i like it when you watch it's more fun when you watch
2: I did. I missed the first few minutes, but I did watch. uh, I can't say attentively. I was, you know, playing with the phone kind of thing, but I did. I did watch.
3: That's how Brian watches, too. Did you
2: did you
0: is this like a bonding experience with Mrs. Daly? Like you guys sit down and watch together or she gets pissed off because you make comments about how annoyed you are by the
2: contestants? uh she was getting she was getting a little pissed like she she had been asking me to watch bachelor f- with her for years and i think she instantly uh regretted that because she didn't like my comments or questions or i have a lot of trouble keeping track of the dingbat blondes who all have the same name right
3: yeah it's difficult
2: <laughs> so i was like which one is that nikki or I, christy yeah. or what I, I can't keep track so she was she was none too pleased with my comments, and I also made the comment that like they're just being competitive because it's a game, and there's no way that there's real uh, feelings going right. on. And she 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 got very insulted.
3: Oh, really? Huh. Interesting.
2: I love that. Everyone's
3: got really strong opinions on how this kind of all plays out.
0: Yes, they do. What are you trying to say?
3: I'm not trying to say. Anything. What are you trying to
0: say? <laughs> Fancy.
3: Okay, so this Love week. having
0: you on. Thank Give us a heads you. up. Tell us okay, what wh- happened. I know I was watching. I know <laughs> you were watching. I know Ed Daly and Mrs. Ed Daly were watching the show. People across the country, around the world. Yeah,
3: it's a huge show. We're watching
0: The Bachelor. It was crazy this week. Crazy. Tell us what happened.
3: Okay, <laughs> so here we are, week seven. Uh, so we go to Wam hometown of Miami. Yeah. Weren't you just there, Ed?
2: I Did was you run into- I was not I was not on a yacht though so I didn't happen to see him and I don't know where that random uh, horrible dance club was so no I and didn't what, run into it and it was
3: horrible or that
2: like weird <laughs> island that they got dropped off at right. was that was yeah. kind of weird and, the, <laughs>
3: and there was like the poor
2: guy <laughs> and the, the, in the sea the the plane. plane driver yeah who just had to just sit there and listen to this dingbat Right, and they're, they're sitting
3: on the beach and there's all random people jet skiing in the background cuz jet skiing's Florida's national pastime so six six broads left, Nikki, Claire, Andy, Chelsea, Charlene, and Renee. Okay, one thing, biggest mystery, how has Renee made it this far?
0: Absolutely. How is Renee, how did Renee even make it onto the show? <laughs> she's really, really plain, not- Matronly. Yeah, ma- yeah, she's a mom, she looks like a mom, she seems older than she is. She's, she
3: has bootleg hair.
0: Her hair's bad. Her makeup. She doesn't know bad. how to
3: put on makeup.
0: She at. She seems lesser, nice. You know right, what?
3: She's it. the nicest.
0: At the at the rose ceremony last night, she had so much bronzer on. I thought for sure she was <laughs> auditioning.
3: She did have
0: for the reboot an, of the C. Thomas Howell vehicle from the eighties, Soul Man.
3: <laughs> very soul man bronzer yeah, last yeah. night
0: lots of bronzer
3: um yeah so she's i mean her main role is house mother she listens to all their problems but i'm mean, seriously how weird would it be to come home from a date like charlene did and sit down with your girlfriend who incidentally is also dating the same guy as you and talk about how you're feeling about him and your relationship thus far it's bizarre hey it,
0: you know that guy i, I'm never, trying to I bone? never get over it that you're also trying to bone well, we went on a date tonight. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about our strategies.
3: And here's Charlene.
2: It, is Charlene the one with Groucho Marx eyebrows? Yes. Yes.
3: yes. Okay. And here's Charlene talking about how she just can't really like get into it. And poor is sitting there looking at her like, I would like pay money to I would be trade in, my son. I would for trade him. my son to be in your position because he's so into you. Um. So, yeah, Charlene, the entire country was waiting to see what she would do after last week's episode. Clearly, she's struggling with the fact that he's a simpleton with a poor grasp of the English language, while he is super into her and her classy vibe as he describes her.
0: She's so classy.
3: Personally, though, I think he's just into her indifference. That's the big attraction here, that old treat him mean, keep him keen play.
2: Right, that's like
3: like that's all it is. Yeah, I think. like
2: every <laughs> right? like, I like every chick I, like I was into in high school goes. I like her. he goes. I like the words you use, and then she said, "Like what?" And he goes, "Oh!" And they just started kissing yeah. her shoulder. Yeah,
0: he's like, "Just, just all of them." Like you use so many big words. Well, he has. Yeah. Well,
3: he only has like syllables. ten words yeah. total. That's his whole vocabulary. Yeah. At one point, she used the term "déjà vu," and he was seriously floored. He had no <laughs> idea what she was talking about. Jeez.
2: He's signaling to the producers, like, somebody tell me what that means. I mean, he needs an earpiece.
3: The problem here is she is attracted to him, but she can't really dumb down enough for him.
2: Sh- Nor can she open her mouth during kisses. No. What
3: yeah. was
0: that? She's, she's attracted to being on television, Sh- and mark my words, she's frigid. She's never... She
3: looks like a terrible kisser. Yeah,
0: she's, not n- she's never had kisser. an orgasm. She's not aware. She hasn't explored
2: her own body. She would and not... And she's either, she's either super pretentious, the way she pronounces her O's, or is she Canadian?
3: She's Canadian,
2: I think right? she is Canadian. Oh, okay. She's from okay. Ottawa,
0: right? But she's Ottawa. Ottawa. Okay. She's also very annoying. And... We lost her last night. Thank God.
3: She she might have called him simple at one point. She said something like, I wish I was just simple. It would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah and she's and like, she I wish I was as dumb as you. And she was relating to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, but in between his one-on-one date with Charlene, he goes and sees his family. And my favorite was his cousin had adult braces. One of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah.
0: He had really big adult <laughs> braces. He didn't go for the clear. And I'm I'm pro adult no, braces. No, no
3: Invisalign here.
0: Right. He had, he had big, big teeth with big adult <laughs> braces on, and that, that was that was a highlight for me. Um,
3: so yeah. he tells the cousin that he thinks Charlene could be the one. So he was super bummed when she comes to his hotel room that night to deliver the bad news that she's bouncing. Um. And at one point, he he tells her. I'd rather not being appreciated and being honest than being appreciated, not being honest. It made no sense. Right. But he was trying to explain that, you know, he liked he, her honestly. Yes.
2: You two have been going on about how dumb he was, and I, I really didn't totally grasp it. Right. Like, he's a, he's a move his lips while he reads kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's oh, yeah. super yeah. dumb. He's yeah. really,
0: really dumb. Yeah.
2: He's like Brick Tamlin in uh anchor man. Yeah. Like he just says things like I like I like this. I like I like floor. Yeah. I like lamp. Floor is good.
0: He's yeah. he's one of those people that he's one of those rare things where he is, in fact, as dumb as he looks.
3: Yeah, as dumb as he looks yeah. and as dumb as he seems. Yeah. Um anyway, so Charlene bounces, she's gone. Juan Pobbs has a bit of a cry to the camera. He goes outside and sits on the balcony and pretends he's thinking.
2: Yeah. In his red flip flops. <laughs> As the wind whistles through between his ears. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, okay, so the next one on one day was Nikki, who he takes to see his daughter's dance recital. And he announces that we're going to see Camila's dance recital. And then he tells her, Camila's going to be there.
2: <laughs> 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 so also,
0: I really like that, that he, that he announced that his daughter was going to be at her own dance recital. Almost as much as I like the fact that Nikki had slutted up for a one-on-one date. She had the short Daisy Dukes on.
3: She didn't know what she was dressing for. Her
0: tits were out. The cleavage was going. Her tits were all bronzed and dusted. Like she was ready to get sexual. And then he's like, hey, yeah, we're going to my daughter's recital.
3: To meet my whole family <laughs> and Camilla's mother, my ex. And
2: what a, what a dad. Because we all know with little kids, the one thing they want is to take the t- attention away from them. right? And so, to bring, hey, let's, let's go to a dance recital and put the camera on dad. Right.
3: Bring daddy's girlfriend and a whole camera crew. So they, one
0: one yeah. of daddy's eight girlfriends.
3: Um, I don't think the baby mama was really feeling Nikki. I definitely saw some daggers.
0: Yeah, I was feeling her. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was not not a fan.
3: Um, so mm-hmm. after the date, Nikki announces she's in love with him, and she's also the only one referring to Juan Pobs as her boyfriend. At yeah. this at this stage. Yeah. But you know, pretty big move to bring a girl and a bunch of cameras to your kid's dance recital. I mean, that's that's sending a message. So Nikki's feeling she's really feeling herself now.
0: I. I... Can only speak from the point of view of another parent that has to go to these stupid things. And there's nothing worse than going to a soccer game and seeing that douchey dad where it's all about him. He's on the phone. He's running out on the field. He's clapping real hard. He's really, really making his daughter or his son's soccer game about himself. Imagine if he showed up with a fucking camera crew. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'd have to kick his ass.
2: That is an awful parenting move. Yeah. That is like, and then like she kept saying, "I can tell he's the best dad." Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. He could tell ABC, "I need an hour or forty-five minutes to just do this privately yeah. with my family, and then we can all go to lunch instead with my of ex- or whatever. Like, he wants instead to of do, exploiting like, it, he worst fucking dad on.
0: He's earth. the best dad that hasn't seen his kid in three weeks.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, then there's a group date. Um... Four of them. Let's see: Andy, Claire, Chelsea, and Renee.
2: Wait, one thing about the Nikki date. I liked how, she, how impressed she was that he showed up at the Marlins Stadium and it was empty.
3: Right. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <Just> "I'm taking <laughs> you to my the office."
2: To an, the Marlins play to an empty crowd every night of the right, year. They're ma- it's like the least—they're the least attended team in baseball.
0: I love. I love how they had a picnic on the mound where the pitchers yeah. just dropping big spits of
2: chaw for nine innings a game. Yeah. And that move was already used by John Cusack in Better Off Dead. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And And he also
2: had a great quote there I wrote down. He said, She's thinking, and I like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's figuring, look, I'm incapable. I need someone that can do something like think. I like the fact that she has that ability because at some point we might have to get a mortgage or something. At some point, I'm
3: not gonna be able someone's going to gonna have to figure some stuff out. And clearly it's not going to be me. <laughs> I'm too stupid.
2: Oh, man. When the ABC handlers leave, like, it's going to be a whirlwind of shit for whoever la- ends up with I, this I, guy. I can't sure.
0: wait till, till whoever wins is like, wait, that wasn't your yacht?
3: <laughs> Let's go out on your boat again. Yeah. You took Charlene. Or what, or... I think you should take me. Hey, when's
0: the plane coming to pick us up to take us to this remote <laughs> island that you always oh. go to?
2: Um, I like piggyback for us? <laughs> <laughs> I have donkey. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, can okay, uh, fancy okay, sauce tell date. us what happened on the group date? Just
3: quickly. I really can't stand Claire. She's, She's Claire has emerged the most as
2: the villain. Unlikable
3: She's person. Got
2: and she she used she applied blush like raggedy ann last yeah. night
3: well the she, wheels were really falling off last she, night she's so. got no
0: style she had short shorts with lace she's, embroidered on she's them she's so cheesy she was rocking the two tank top look straight yeah. out of 95 she's got Double problems the thing is she's got a fit bod on her but yes. the pro- yes. yeah Ed agrees. But the problem is, is that her crazy, and this happens to a lot of chicks with fit bodies, her crazy is usurping her hotness.
3: Well, she bangs on again to Wompob's on the group date about her dad. And then she basically says, whoever gets the rose on this date is a shoe in for the hometown's dates. And it's obvious she thinks it's going to be her. So when he gives the rose to Andy, she really starts to come undone. She
0: lost her shit.
3: And this was a highlight for me because I've been waiting for her to start dropping F-bombs and lose her shit. Because she's clearly the most emotionally unstable one on the show. She's
0: like- Probably
3: from the beginning.
0: She's like yelling at the pilot, like, just take this piece of shit off. Let's go.
2: she's sitting on
3: the seaplane and she's like-
2: you know when they bleep words and you try to figure out like, the, the way she was swearing it was very inconsistent by the way like language patterns work. I was trying to figure out what swear words. She, it was like well, she, let's fucking like, fuck this. She's on the plane, plane and, like, and
3: she's like, let's wrap this shit up and go home. Yeah, that's she, what she said. Ed, I would mean, just watch it again.
0: And that's that's a function of her being from Sacramento. <laughs>
3: Um, anyway, they get back to their baller hotel suite, and then the other highlight of the episode is Nikki and Claire get into this bitch fight where Nikki tells Claire she can excuse herself from her room, and then this amazing idiotic um, exchange ensues. Did you pay for this oh, room? Is this Did your you room? pay for this Did room? Did you pay for it? Do you sleep here? Did you pay for it? Do you sleep in here and on and on and on? It was also what awesome.
2: whatever the uh, whatever the opposite of uplifting for women was, right. that was that scene. Yeah. That was like it was staggering how bad it both came off yeah. in that argument.
3: Really? Yeah, it was- Neither of them well they're they're, you know, they're not arguers and it annoy nothing annoys me more than watching two people that can't argue right. trying to argue.
0: It, it reminded me a lot of Stephen Hawking and Carl Sagan discussing the origins of the universe. <laughs> like it was so – Chaos theory. It was so over my head that <laughs> I was just like, wow, it's right. amazing how intelligent some people can be. Yeah,
2: that was mind blowing. They argue it and I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, anyway, the, the the argument ends with Claire saying, "Sorry, with Nikki calling Claire fucking crazy, which is you know, it's a fair call."
0: Yeah, she, Claire's crazy. Nikki also crazy. You're a you're a contestant on The Bachelor. Nikki
3: doesn't seem not... as crazy as Claire to me. Agreed. Yeah, you know? I would agree. Yeah. She just she just doesn't want to hang out with those other girls. The, she's the, she's trying to the she's other in it to win broads
0: it. hate her for sure. They do
3: hate her. Question quickly. Ed, do you think Claire has veneers? I think she does. Brian thinks no, that no. they're
2: not. They, yeah. No. I, I, said, they look I like said the one big, the big episode I watched before, I, they, they're extra long teeth. They're big. Huge. Something, they're off big
3: them. something is off. They're
0: big. They're extra right. long. But she doesn't I'm have enough gum or something. Veneer technology has not made its way to Sacramento yet. This is <laughs> Veneers are expensive. She's a hairdresser. She spent all her savings on those tits. There's no way she has veneers. Okay. Logic.
3: All right. Right, right. We'll have to agree to disagree, but that's, you know, I can see your argument. Yeah. Anyway, Rose, yeah. it was a tense. Two to
2: one, you lose, Brian. Tense, no. tense, I know better.
3: Tense Rose Ceremony, um, which was clearly going to be between Chelsea, and who's Kristen Bell, and and she's also like 14 years old tops.
0: Yeah. Chelsea's a child.
3: And Renee, overly bronze, single mom, agony aunt from Florida. So,
0: man. She looked like she was trying to get into Harvard.
3: So, but in the end, it was Renee... <laughs> Renee Well, septus Rose yeah. and Little Chelsea got kicked off.
2: Poor
0: Chelsea.
3: Um but you know, she didn't really have much going on, let's be honest. The
2: the producers didn't really do a good job of building suspense no, because they didn't. I I haven't even been watching and I could tell she was the one that wasn't featured. No. Yeah. And there didn't seem to be anything going on. I mean she, she seemed nice enough, but there was no there was no compelling reason why she would stay in that episode. You could tell her last
0: one-on-one was three continents ago. <laughs> she she was in L.A. They had a one-on-one. They've been to Korea, Vietnam, New Zealand, and back to Miami, and she hasn't had another one-on-one. Of course, she's going home.
3: Um, he felt bad letting her go. He had another cry because he's so stupid.
2: Yeah, he's a puddle. That guy. Yeah,
3: you know it ends with that sad limo drive of tears chels has a glass of champagne crying through it but i think she's gonna be okay i think in a couple of days she'll have forgotten about the whole thing
2: and it isn't she like 24 she's, she's 24 she's 24 she's like someone's babysitter enough, yeah. seems nice yeah. like she'll be fine. she'll yeah. be fine she'll be all right
0: she'll she'll get some men out of this
3: so that's my recap that's it that's, so that's ne- where we're at next ne- week looks like it's going to be a good next one. week
0: they go home to meet the families claire has a big Fat sister that is not digging her deal. Looks at like all ang- bootleg an, family. It looks like Andy's... Angry,
3: big, fat, angry sister.
0: Sacramento. It looks like Andy's dad is not a fan of Juan Pobbs. Probably because nope. he doesn't Which, like stupid people.
2: Maybe because he's the only reasonable person on right. the show. He's, he's like... He said- I heard the the one quote he said, um, "No, unless my daughter's the one. Like you can't ask for permission to to marry her." And when you're deciding sure between
3: three, of... like, what? yeah, like, like I would tell
2: him to get the fuck out of my house. I would like, are
0: you kidding? Me? Absolutely agreed. Also, Ed, next week, the part you've been looking forward to all season, overnight, the fantasy
2: suites. Yeah, yeah.
0: we get to we get to see what goes down with Juan Pablo. Who he slays, how he slays him, and they all—they tease. So
2: he wasted—he wasted an overnight uh, on the on the mom that he's not into. No, it's a
3: two-parter. So one night is hometowns, and then I think after hometowns, somebody goes home, and then the second night is the fantasy suites
2: prediction. Maybe. Maybe I'll have her chaperone while he's banging somebody right. inside. Can and, you watch
0: the door?
3: And can you hold my balls? From the lick of the preview, Andy does not look like a satisfied customer. Yeah. After the fantasy date, she's crying. Which, something something goes wrong. Which some kind of malfunction. If
0: you're if you're watching the tease, it looks pretty clear that Renee gets booted after the hometowns, which leaves him to sexualize Andy. Claire and Nikki which is not a bad
2: grouping if you have I'm, to bang... I'm a fan of her. I'm a fan of uh who, who's the lawyer check. that's Andy. Andy yeah she's good looking yeah
3: she she's the hottest
0: he's gonna he's Hands down he's gonna slay her but she does not seem like a satisfied customer now, her quote is I could not wait till the next morning to get out of the fantasy suite not <laughs> not,
2: not a good endorsement of the No,
3: not a good review
0: absolutely not uh, excellent Bachelor report, fancy sauce. Once again, great job. We appreciate it. We appreciate you catching us up and giving us some insight on what's happening on the Bachelor. Ed, you sir, another great job on the show. How are you feeling about it?
2: Super proud of us. Still proud. Yeah,
0: I'm proud. I'm uh, proud of you. I'm proud of your acumen with hooker interaction in Miami Beach. <laughs> these are things that interest me. I love these stories. I'm sorry about your plane flight. Uh, let's do it again next week. You in, you into that? I'm into it. Outstanding. Until next week, for Fancy Sauce. Bye. For Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. We'll catch you next time. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you later.
1: dot com.